Oh my god, I can't believe how bad Justice League was. I'd been looking forward to that movie for so long. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's that big a deal. What do you mean, a big deal? Aren't you disappointed? Yeah, I mean, the movie sucked, but, you know, who really cares? We can get them to do it over anyway. Do it over? What? Yeah, I'm just going to make them, uh, get them to make a new version. <laughs> How are you going to do that? <laughs> just you wait. I have some ideas. Welcome to this special edition episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Joining us as always, Cameron's here. Cameron, what's going on with you? Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing. All right. How, how you doing? How, how, you, how you doing? How you doing? How you, <laughs> uh, you doing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> Joel's here too. Joel, what's good with you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um <laughs> Yeah, Cameron. Cameron sounds like he's gonna have a good time tonight, so we should probably get into. I this. had to drink to be <laughs> able to talk about the Snyder Cut. Okay. It's understandable. It's oh a long, god, it's a long this time. movie. <laughs> um, well, Cameron gave it away. Is if many of you don't know or don't remember, a couple of weeks ago we did our episode of our our regular episode of the Joss Whedon directed Justice League, mm. and boy did we hate it. Um, I didn't you know hate who, it. You know who else hated it? Most of the people that watched it, you know who else hated it? Zack Snyder. He didn't see it, so he technically couldn't hate it. But he hated it based off of what yeah. Christopher Nolan said. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, good old Chris. And, and, if any, and if any podcast is going to take the word of Christopher Nolan as gospel, it's definitely this one. Good guy. Um, so Zack, of course, wanted to make his version of the Justice League. And that is what we're here to talk about today, because after several years, it has finally dropped on HBO Max, and we have all sat through the four-hour extravaganza that is the Zack Snyder Cut Justice League. Yeah. Fellas, before we get into like some of the history of the Snyder Cut, just quick beats right off the top. What did we think about this movie? I'm... Well, <laughs> Joe, all right joel go cameron's get shot down cameron's so um, ready to go it, can i summarize my thoughts on the whole thing like is that okay or, or like yeah just just like okay, before it. we get into it just what did you think about it okay i think this gave us some a lot of things that we needed but it had the only reason it was able to do so is because it was four hours mm-hmm. and i think i still stick with what i said in the first one i think this movie needed a couple more movies leading up to it for this yep. to have been as successful as we would have hoped it would have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, I agree. Um, was it better? I, I, I feel like I can't say if it was better or worse because, again, it was four hours. It was something totally different. It wasn't it's, the same yeah, thing. They're not really comparable. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I, I would say after watching this, I enjoyed it more. Um, but like I said, I don't think I could really compare them and say one's better than the other. Cameron, what about you? What are your initial thoughts on this? So I have cut? to be very honest with you guys. 
when I signed up to this, do this podcast, you know, when I signed the contract, when we were at Games when World, I asked, when I asked you to do it, um, you know, I was looking forward to this podcast because I fingers. thought we were going to explore a bunch of, you know, movies that were kind of, you know, maybe eccentrically shitty and, you know, excuse stuff me, like that. excuse me. Um, before you go any further, are you the guy that picked a wrinkle in time, collateral beauty and serenity for like our I show? said, eccentrically <laughs> shitty. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's nothing eccentric about it. Yeah, of they movies. are eccentric. Yeah, I say that they are eccentric. I didn't know I have to fucking sit through shit like Justice League. <laughs> I just wasted six hours of my life for Justice League for this podcast. I never wanted to see Justice League in Ryan, my life. That was yep. six hours. He could have been curating his Instagram to get on the Bachelorette. That's that's true. Six no, we're not, we're hours. Not, we're not even gonna like hesitate getting into Bachelorette talk this episode. You guys <laughs> you just know, wanted to get right into I, it. You know, I didn't bring it up for the record. I did no, you not didn't. bring it up. No, and I appreciate um, it. You know, and like, here's the thing, and I I think Joel said it right. This movie is better. Uh, this creation yeah. is it's better. Hard, it's hard to call it a movie. Yeah, it's it? not a movie. It's not a movie. And like, that's the thing. This is not a movie. Um, when people say, oh, the, you know, this is great. It's not a movie. This is not a theatrical cut. There's no way. There's no universe and that exists where this would be released in the movie theaters. It okay. has been. I, I, it has if, been a little bit. I'll tell you, I, not to disagree. No, right but away, as but like a this, theatrical cut, as an original if, theatrical oh, cut. I know you're saying like no studio would ever let this happen, but if like a four-hour movie came out and it was a movie I'm interested in, I'm absolutely gonna go. I, I, yeah, if like no, if I, Fast I, and Furious you know, Nine was like four yeah, hours, exactly. Joel would be there. No, but that's what I'm saying is this would never make it into a theater in the four-hour state that it was in, and you know what? It's the same reason why the Lord of the Rings extended editions were never in the theater. You know, there's just too yeah, much there. Yeah, and like we think of like the longest movies that are put into theaters. Like the longest one I can think of, Wolf of is Wolf of Wall Street at like three hours. Is that uh, movie three hours long? It is two hours and fifty nine minutes. That's King not Kong, three hours. Two thousand five. Okay, King Kong three. Was, I believe, Shut the hell up, Ryan. Yeah, and then Age Avengers Endgame was three o two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like. Like the but like Avengers Age of uh, Endgame or <laughs> Age of Endgame, uh, Age, Age of Endgame, Avengers Endgame, like that movie had so much building up for it in like three hours. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's obvious you know yeah. Well, I'll watch a fucking three hour movie because you know there's been so much build up to it. Four hours is never being released. You know I there's never been a four. I, I don't what if you just never. did like intermission style, like how how Space Odyssey has the intermission in it? Could you have just yeah, done two Space hours Odyssey, intermission? Two no, hours like movie. Th- Studio a studio would never have released this cut to the theaters. I that like this is not a theater cut. This is not a theatrical cut. This is I I don't even want to say this is director's cut because director's it's, cuts aren't this long. When you look at something like Blade Runner and you look at the final cut, there see like that's the difference between the Snyder cut and like director's cuts. Like director's cuts include things that the directors think are you know important that add a little bit more context like that. They don't add two hours of a movie that's not that's not a director's cut that is you know like that's the thing for me that's you know that's one of the biggest issues i have with this movie or with this thing is it is not a movie it is a mini series that that has been put into movie it's even it's even structured as a mini series as you watch it yeah and you know and that was sorry to cut you off but when they put it up i thought it was going to be put up as like an episodic thing, so you know, I. like individual ones where I could be like, "Oh, let me go watch." I'm almost positive. I'm almost whatever, positive you know? he said that at there the, was a rumor. The fandom. I'm yeah, there was a rumor that. that it was going to be so. A when it was just literally a four-hour thing, it was like 
it almost made it more of a chore to watch because like <laughs> almost like well like okay let me be completely honest if i wasn't like having other obligations like i would have put aside four hours to just sit there and watch this straight which is what i would have preferred to do but instead i watched this like the first hour and a half one night before i went to sleep the next morning i watched another two hours and then that evening i watched like the last whatever hour and a half and like if it was actually split up into episodic type things i feel like i could have been like let me watch the first one now the second one now the third one now the fourth one now but instead i felt like i had to go like oh well this is a good point for me to stop let me pick back up here tomorrow etc ryan did you watch this as four hours in one go i did actually yeah okay and joel did you watch them for oh no you you, you said you no, just no, no. said you picked it up yeah 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 how many? Uh, di- how many? T- how many? Sorry, Ryan. I don't mean to cut you off, but Joel, how many episodes or quote unquote did you split it up into? Three. Okay. Yeah, I think I did the same thing with three. Like I said, I would have preferred to have done it the way Ryan did and just watch it all the way through. It just with the things I had going on, it it wasn't feasible, and I'm very FOMO that I needed to watch it as soon as I could. I wasn't gonna yeah. be like, let me wait till I have four hours. Yeah, I think the only movie that's comparable with this for um, timing. I like that I can think of recently is the Irishman and that still is a half hour shorter. Hmm. Uh, and I watched the Irishman all the way through, but I think the Irishman is 100% worth its runtime where the Snyder cut is not. Um, but sorry, Ryan, you had something you wanted to say. I just wanted to throw in my two cents before we get uh, into this a little bit. I, um, I agree with everything you guys have said so far. I think that this would have been better off structured as like a seven part mini series. Cause HBO, like we know if HBO has one strong suit, it's their episodic television and Watchmen, doing the mini Yeah. Doing the mini series like a Watchmen, like the night of like band of brothers, all those great shows that they've pretty done. little liars. Oh no. Sorry. That's big that's, little lies. That's <laughs> no, I, I mean like mini series, like the one season mini series. Well, big little lies do. was supposed to be a mini series. Right. And then they picked it up. Right. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, the shows that I'm talking about. Yo, right? yeah. Like, and basically like every season of true Detective sharp is, objects. Oh every, my God. Yeah, every season of true detective is like a mini series. So mm-hmm. they, they thrive at those. And I think this would have been well suited for that, mm-hmm. especially if you really, released it in a like i think if you release this as a weekly show i think it would have garnered a lot of interest um maybe not as much maybe you don't get as many people as total to watch it because they could just watch it all at once because to be perfectly honest i don't know if getting through the first part or two would garner enough people to stick around and keep watching that's i mean Uh, that's a good point there but um but i as somebody who was looking forward to it I would have enjoyed spacing it out. See, a little bit. I that's an interesting point you. Sorry, Joel, but that's no, an ahead. interesting point you bring up. Is like we talk about it as oh, if this would have been a mini series, but you say you say you, you say you know, it, yeah, if they would have released it weekly, well, that's a good point. The only reason they keep watching is because I knew that there was already stuff there. If I had literally watched part one, yeah. I don't know if it would have drawn interest from me. So that, that goes into kind of something that I was thinking as we're talking about this. Is do you think had they gone that route? that the cut would have been a lot different because the way I'm thinking about it, going with what you guys are saying, like what's going to draw me in the most is essentially using each mini piece, you know, each episode mm-hmm. as a mini movie for each character. Yeah. You exactly. know, so how we, how we say we want cyborg, you know, we, we, I, I personally think cyborg of all the characters in this film is the one who should have had that didn't already have a movie that should have had one first. 
right? Because he plays the biggest role out of all. Yeah, of the, this the is basic. This is basically an origin movie for him, right? And so I feel like if we they were to do like a miniseries type thing, yeah, you would have had to have like episode one be you know, Batman saying like, hey, here's what we got to do, and then episode two, Cyborg, episode three. Aquaman, Episode Four, Flash. You know, Wonder Woman. We already got a taste of Wonder Woman in mm-hmm. in Batman versus Superman. We don't need that from her. Um, the other three, though, use these mini episodes to build into them. And then by the time you get to Episode, you know, Four or whatever, then you're starting to dive into all that other stuff. Superman as well. Superman can just come in down the road the way he does. He doesn't need his own episode. I think that'd be really cool to give them like smaller stories you know just mm-hmm. like really you know self-contained stories where they yeah. just do something like save someone or you know um, kind of like the flash did in 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 just in the center cut and you know? you know we saw that and we also saw you know we saw cyborg you know his relationship you know make it you know mm-hmm. when he like tracked that woman or whatever and was like oh hey you know here's all this money or whatever yeah. and like taking that and not squishing it into this like you know i you know the the cyborg I, I get what they're trying to do, but it was cheesy, right? Because it's so fast and it's kind of, mm-hmm. it feels very, you know, like, oh, this is purely for character development. But, like, what if they had fleshed out that story a bit? What if, he, you know, there we saw a little bit more of that? You know, like you're saying with Flash, what if we saw a little bit more of that story and have self-contained right. stories that are, you know, focused fully on character development and brought that into the Justice League? That would be a lot more interesting. They did that with the, with the Watchmen right or with watchmen right mm-hmm. they they did that in the miniseries and that's what made it so compelling and <clears throat> so the justice league falls into this weird category where it's obviously not a movie but it's still not long enough to be a miniseries right because it's yeah. only four it's only four hours, four hours. you know yeah. um and most miniseries are six to eight hours. So yeah. it's it's this weird hybrid thing where it doesn't work as a movie. As is, it doesn't work as a miniseries. So what what is it? You know, how where does it exist within, you know, the entertainment spectrum? Are you guys, uh, Joel, you go first because I'm going to kind of transition a little bit to something. No, different. I was just going to say, like, like, Cameron makes a really good point there, like, really what do we classify this as you know what i mean your argument earlier saying like oh this isn't a movie like i understand your point from that standpoint but at the end of the day like it is a movie right Mm -hmm. would you say would you say it's a movie that we've just never seen be made like this i don't want to give Zack snyder that much credit dude but like my thing is like it really and i know this is exactly what it is and we know that but it literally just felt like Zack snyder going oh crap i have to i have to show them the rest of the story like i didn't get to tell them the story and these are things I've heard, so let me just try and fix it. And it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like putting a, you know, putting brand new tires on a old torn out car is what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it's something. It's very superficial. You know, where it's just like outside fixes. Nothing really of the core of the film got fixed. It's just all stuff that kind of made it feel a little bit better. Other than like we were talking about with Cyborg, I think you know Cyborg was the biggest fix in this, and I think that was the best fix in this was what they did with cyborg you know but everything else just felt like they elongated the things that we already saw i feel like kind of like what you're going off of joel i feel like there are i feel like there are actually quite a few fixes in this um but i feel like there's also this imbalance in that we you know cyborg i feel is a little bit better but with flash i feel like there's this imbalance where we see two different characters in this movie and it doesn't feel 
like the character at the end that we see for flash doesn't feel like the character we see at the beginning i feel like there really is this imbalance where they tried to do this weird thing to make him like the comical character mm. where which which before like just to say they mm-hmm. toned that down wildly they did fashion. tone it down but it still felt very out of place because he still felt like he had hey, those moments right you guys asked me in the justice league cut if this was like how barry allen is in the comics mm-hmm. They still didn't get it right. Um, it's still he's just not the comedic member of the Justice League, so they still don't get it right. It's toned down incredibly, and he makes who I thought was the worst character in the original cut much more tolerable. But it's still not right. It's still not accurate. You know, one thing I've seen a lot is that people are saying Cyborg is the heart of this film for yep. the Snyder cut. And I and I understand I get that he his as a character is better, but I actually disagree with that. I think Flash is actually the heart of this. And I don't like what they did with this comedy. That's the thing. But because of the ending and that this is the one thing I'll say, I watched this four hour movie just flat out there. I did not like it. I don't think it's good. Like, I think it is better. I don't think it's good. However, I think the ending is actually really, really, really good. I think they did an incredible thing you, with the ending. You, just to clarify, are you saying like the ending of the main story or the epilogue? Um, well, both. I think that okay. the epilogue is interesting, but what I'm talk, but like the thing I'm talking about right now is the um how they ended it with Flash going back in time. How go- how they defeat Steppenwolf? Yeah, yeah. that was fantastic i I have to give credit where credit is due i don't like i think Zack snyder has done a couple things well within the bat within the dc universe i think he has made the fighting sequences the action sequences in man of steel he felt like there was a gravity to and i still feel it within this there's a gravity to the power that superman has i have Mm. to give him credit for that because that's really cool I have to give him credit for the ending of this movie of Flash's because that is way better and way more fascinating of an ending than we got in the Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is way more interesting. And I sat there watching because I think that this is the thing about the Justice League, in my opinion. I still think they could have gotten a two hour, 215, 230 cut with that ending of of um with the ending that they had in the Snyder cut and made a theatrical release movie. I do think that would it have been like, I, I think that they could have done that. Right. So, so I, um, I want to transition to something. Yeah. I think I'm sorry. That's I'm, I'm no, right no. Cause this works in line with yeah. like setting things up appropriately. Are you too familiar at all with what the original release schedule of like the DC extended universe films were going to be? No clue. Because no. what I've got here so back, I believe it was around 2015, 2016, somewhere around then. But there was like a, they had like an investor's call at Warner mm-hmm. Brothers and they went over the DC slate. And this is what their original plan was. So Man of Steel, of course, came out June of 2013. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice was already in the can. That got pushed from July 2015 to May 2016. And then Suicide Squad was also just about wrapped August 5th, August 5th 2016. That one came out. So after that, still on track with Wonder Woman in June of 2017, then Justice League Part 1 in November of 2017. So, so far, we're still on track. This is where things get really interesting, though. The next slated film was going to be The Flash in March of 2018. Then we were going to do Shazam in April of 2019, which I believe may have still kept its date. I'm pretty sure that's the same. I think it came out in February. 
It, it was in 2019, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was early 2019. So after Shazam... Oh, no, excuse me. I had I missed one, so excuse me. Uh, Aquaman was July 2018. So Flash, Aquaman in 2018, then Shazam in 2019. Justice League Part 2 was going to be June of 2019. Then Cyborg was April of 2020. And the Green Lantern Corps was June of 2020. That, that was their original slate. Wow. Like, Joel, I want to throw this to you because you brought up the point about, like, feeling like you have to build up your characters in this one film as opposed to their own individual films. Do you think that if we do the same route that we did where we introduce, just, like, lightly introduce everybody mm-hmm. in the first part of Justice League... And then a couple of them get their own films, like Flash and Aquaman, and then we have them in Justice League 2. Do you think that structure of things would have just made more sense for them? I think so. And I think something that that could have done, and not to take a page out of Marvel's book, is helped to establish our villain a bit more before we get to Justice League. Because I, 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 think- I would imagine that in Justice League Part 1, they would have defeated Steppenwolf still, and then in Justice League Part 2 would have been Darkseid. Yeah, because one of my biggest things with with both cuts of the Justice League and going back to what Cameron said, them being able to take the Snyder cut and easily cut it down is we get so much of this like backstory of Steppenwolf and Darkseid, right? Yes. Like this like build up to like what the mythology is and what the lore is of that. And like I'm not a big comic book person, not a comic book person really at all. So yeah, I don't know anything about that. But if I'm being completely honest, as an outsider. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to know that. Yeah, I'd be care. okay just seeing it. And the comic book fans are already going to know that, right? They had a whole well, chapter of the movie dedicated to that. Exactly. There was literally a chapter of exposition. Right. And, and and with Marvel, we never really got that with any of the villains, right? Unless it was like a, you know, you think of like Red Skull and Captain America. Like that timeline was going on at the same time. So we got to see that build up simultaneously. Well, well you have the build up with Loki, but it made sense <clears throat> for that movie. Right. To like right. build him up that way. But like thinking about like okay, like okay with Justice League it's you know it's equivalent to the Avengers right with Thanos we kind of got these bits and pieces of him through the movies yeah. that built up that way when we're at this Justice League film we're not throwing you all of that information at once and so besides just building up the heroes themselves and giving us a little bit more of who they are which I think is huge and would totally fix a lot of the issues. I think the fact that they'd be able to build up these villains a bit more is also going to be a huge. But I think from I think that's kind of what they were going for with the Steppenwolf to Darkseid thing, because like Steppenwolf is a henchman of Darkseid, mm-hmm. and in the first in the jo- in the Joss Whedon version, he's just like nameless, random, bad CGI Mortal Kombat looking villain. Mm-hmm. In this one, he does have more depth as a character. But I still think we were just leading to the actual villain. So I think right. some of that setup was going to be there for Darkseid to be your Thanos type of villain. I still think they would have rushed to that character, though, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to how they did Thanos, where it took, like I believe, what, like eight years before he finally got his big showing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I think, I think based off of this release schedule, it would have fit so much better that was I remember, so I, ambitious jesus I, I remember when they announced it and i was like oh wow like they're really going for it that yeah. was the that was the we're just gonna catch up to marvel right now mentality that they had and flat like flash started losing directors left and right and then it just got everything just got delayed green lantern Corps got canceled cyborg got canceled none of the other characters had sequels lined up during are that they slate. still planning on a flash movie 
Yeah, so Andy yeah. Machete is directing it. Oh, um, that's right, that's right. And uh, they, they just ha- have they've a, announced a cast switch up because okay, uh, yeah, Ron Liv- Ron Livingston replaced Billy Crudup as yeah. Henry Allen. Um, oh, that just one. happened today, didn't it? It was like a day or two ago. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought I was talking about the TV show. So yeah, he's in there. Uh, Kiersey Clemens will Wait, be in that one again as Iris how, West. That doesn't make sense. Um, and then like they're supposed to be doing Flashpoint, which is a huge comic book story based off of Barry. Uh, can so, we? Can we talk about how Dutton, like, like I said, I think Flash was a much better character and I really liked, I really liked the ending. I thought it was something that was actually interesting, him going back in time. But can we just talk about how dumb, I mean, just how ridiculously stupid his run is. I mean, that is the yes. dumbest oh, thing I, talk, I, I have ever seen in my entire like, life. Nobody runs like this, you know? So if you, we have the scene, his introductory scene where he goes in to interview for the dog walking job. Uh-huh. That's the first time we see his super speed. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> my mic was falling. And, uh, um, no, but as he was running, he was running like a, like he was like a monkey. Like yeah. if you guys, he had his arms out and he was like hopping almost. It was he really was... weird. And then you see him when like he's in the speed force doing the super speed part and he's like swinging his arms in a weird way. Like he's swinging his arms in front of him. Like none of us are like triathlon runners, but even we saw that it was just kind of he, like, weird. He flicks his wrists. What the yeah. hell is that? I saw a post on Facebook earlier and it was the episode of friends where Phoebe goes running yeah. right, with Rachel and it says, the Flash it, over Phoebe, it says the Flash in the Justice League, and then it says the, any other person running. Yeah. No, it's like, it's weird. Like, say what you will about the character, but how the, I, I know it's hard to film like slow mo super speed because, but I don't think they even really did slow mo with like Quicksilver in the Avengers, but I know in X Men Days of Futures Past yeah, they did it, yeah, yeah. and it looks normal. Like, yeah, he's look, running. It, yeah, it looks good. Just have him run. Like he, like a normal person. Like, I don't know why they're the trying to be thing. like, well, this is how you run when your that body's moving to, so fast. It's that like, that has to be a sense. Snyder thing, right? That has to be Snyder telling him how to run. That can't be Ezra Miller making that decision on his own, right? I, I, I would I hope not. It's funny though, because I was thinking that last time and I was like, I really wonder who made this decision. And if it was him, why? You know? And why, why did no one say, hey, you look like a fucking idiot? <laughs> Sorry. Just, no, it's no, that it's pisses fair. me off. Like he looked, he looked every stupid. time he runs, it takes me out of the movie. Yeah, it takes absolutely. me out because he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like flicking his wrist. I mean, come oh, on, you're running. I mean, it's a good thing we only really saw it in slow mo, and thank God there's not a lot of slow mo in this movie. So oh, I didn't even think about that. I should play that <laughs> uh, back like at tw- like twice speed. Get it like as close to twenty four as I can, and just see him look like. He looks so weird. Um, we have to. Dumb. We have to. We have to talk about the slow mo since I brought it up. We yeah. have to talk about it. Did you guys see IGN's article the other day? I Clint, did not. No. So they they deciphered that a total of ten percent of this entire film was in slow motion. Ten percent. Like, it was like twenty four minutes. I think yeah, they had of that. Yeah, twenty four minutes. Well, twenty four minutes of slow motion, guys. But like I, I mean, we know, we know, we know. Snyder love slow motion like quentin tarantino loves women's feet um but it's just cool. it's just it there were scenes where there was no need to do slow-mo that's the problem like yeah if you're doing stuff with the speedster with the flash i get it but when lois lane is walking outside of a coffee shop 
that doesn't have to be in slow-mo. When Aquaman is walking into the water off of the ship of, like, the deck, that doesn't have to be in slow-mo. I know he's trying to do it because, like, it's it's his aesthetic and he thinks it looks cool. But when you do it too much, it just it ruins the scenes. I just don't see the need for that much slow motion. Besides the slow-mo, the biggest thing that kept pulling me out of it was that the camera was constantly moving. There was, like, no static shots, which I like camera movement, but there was literally this one... I don't remember what scene it was. I know it was Batman and Wonder Woman talking, but literally every time it made a cut, the camera was pushing forward very slowly, but it was pushing forward into the characters. And I literally thought, like, if this conversation goes any further, like... The camera's just going to go into their face. It kept pushing in. And like I said, I love camera movement, but it just felt so unnecessary in that scene. And there were so many scenes that were like that. I'm just going to say this. Zack Snyder, you're dumb. Because (laughs) I... This movie not being in widescreen. Oh yeah, being, oh, yeah. we have we have even brought ratio. up this. Ha- yeah. I was ready to go there next. Aspect yeah. ratio. Come on, what the? Ha- I mean, this it pissed me off. It pissed me off so much. I was watching this movie and I'm just like, this pisses me off. You know, <laughs> there's it's just it's like, how can you shoot a superhero movie and have it in four three? I mean, are you kidding me? I want to see what's happening on the sides. Like, you know what? And like the, you know, the character frames, I guess they were, you know, I guess that was maybe a little bit interesting. But during the battle sequences, especially, I was like, I want to see what's happening on the sides. Yeah, it. Well, here's the thing is just press zoom. Just press zoom on your TV. (laughs) People were saying that he shot it in IMAX. I. First of all, that's not the IMAX aspect ratio. Yeah, no, seriously, what the yes. people second who say all, that are dumb. Second of all, if you check was shot IMAX. under the technical specs, it doesn't list as IMAX. They shot it in thirty-five, mm. regular thirty-five. And so that being said, yeah, like you're saying, that means they had to have cropped the sides. <sighs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. No, he had the footage in widescreen and cropped it. Yeah, so it's like it's ridiculous, and it just. The instant I saw that little thing come up, Ugh. I was like, "Excuse me, like for what? creative decisions." What is this? Zachary going to Snyder do? is like, "I'm going to make an artsy that, film." That leaves a bad taste in the audience's mouth when the first thing they see when they click on your movie is it's you a disclaimer. Telling, yeah, yeah, a disclaimer of, "Hey, we shot. We are showing you this how it's intended in four thirds aspect ratio." You know, like how people used to watch television in the '80s mm-hmm. um, and before that, like. There's just no need for that. Like, there's totally good and artistic ways to use aspect ratio. This wasn't it, especially being Wanda, did, WandaVision did it. Mm-hmm. Well, have you? Uh, I think Cameron, you said you had, but Ryan, have you seen Grand Budapest yet? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, Grand Budapest is in three different aspect three ratios, different, and it makes it sense. Is. And it makes sense. It does make sense. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it. I don't but know. That's because that's because Wes Anderson knows what he's doing. There's an artistic cases, reason though. behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, First and Reformed it, yeah. is entirely in four three. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think um, what's that one? Uh, a ghost story is also in four three, right? And it's just like mm-hmm. these make sense artistically. Yeah. And when watching a superhero, that like that's the thing is I had you know I had my dad you know my um, they didn't watch the entire thing with me because I watched it on three separate occasions. Um, it's a four hour movie. I can't you know. <clears throat> that was the thing. I watched the Social Network the other night, 
And after I got done, I'm like, I still would, I would watch this movie again and I still would not be finished with a justice league <laughs> cider cut. Um, you know, and, and like, that's the thing is like, he, like he asked me, he, he, he came out and he started watching it and he's like, is there something wrong with the TV? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's bars on the side. And Did your like, dad really no. say that? Yeah, he really said that. And that's hilarious. Like, and I was like, no, that's just how they, he's like, I just, that, I said, that's, that's how a, they shot that's such it. A, that's such a dad thing to say. That's how they decided to, you know, uh, display it. And he's like, well, why'd they do that? I'm like, I don't know, because Zachary Snyder thinks he's, you know, the film bros. They like getting, it like that. You're getting personal now calling him Zachary. I like Zachary. it. Zachary? Did yeah, I call getting, him Zachary? <laughs> you did. Zachary Snyder. He's getting angry. Um, yeah, he's he's got him by his ear. Zachary yeah. Snyder, sit down and let me tell you about a 2391. It, it's... it's <laughs> It's so like that's the thing is it's so pretentious and when we, we, we talk about Zack Snyder and being pretentious like this whole like black and white cut oh my god that is I, the most I, pretentious I have it, thing I in the have world. it I have it playing on mute on the TV next to me as we record because I'm just it's curious so pretentious about it. I don't there's no reason for it it's like when no. Mad Max Fury Road did it um I like people were like excited for it. Like people were like this would look really cool. It wasn't a thing that I cared about because Mad Max is beautiful it's, with the color. Like sense. you don't need it. Like I don't know why George Miller did it, but that time people were like looking forward to it. I haven't heard a single person that was like, I can't wait for the black and I white don't version. Get it. I don't get it. Like of Justice don't get, like there have been big movies, like you said, the you know, the Mad Max Parasite did it. I don't get like I yeah. don't get it. Color like there are obviously the artist that is a black and white film. They shot it as a black and white film. Cool. It's a black and white film. Right. But when you take a movie yeah. and color is a big, you know, and movies today, uh, color is obviously a super big thing, mm-hmm. right? There's planning that goes into it. You literally have colorists as production design. You know, they're literally part of the production team. And so then to be like, oh yeah, we're, it's, uh, we put it in black and white. It's a, it's artistic now. Shut the hell up. Like, come on. Like, it's so pretentious. It is so pretentious. Besides the pretentiousness behind it, I think a big reason, and it's the same reason we already know with the Snyder Cut, but the big reason for like the whole black and whiteness is I feel like this is this is some people at WB's way of trying to say, look, all these people watched the, the Snyder Cut, and then all these people went and watched the black and white version too to try and get the... DC universe back where they wanted it to be. Okay, you I want like, um yeah, I'm glad you brought that up cuz my question out of all of this is somebody who I think I liked it the most out of the three of us. I I did enjoy it for what it was. But what is the end game after this? You know what I mean? Like it, we watched I, it, it came out and like clear mm-hmm. and we haven't talked about them yet, but we will. There are things at the end of this that they put on there to shoehorn the yeah. fact that they're going to continue this universe. But Warner brothers has already come out and said that they are, they have no intentions of continuing with Zack Snyder on these DC films. So it's like, what, what is the end game behind all this? What is Zack Snyder going for with this? Cause I don't so, get it. Whether it's Snyder or not, I think what they're trying to prove is we had, we had Batman versus Superman and then justice league. And then you had, 
Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman 84 and all these DC movies that are like not performing to the point that they thought they would. Nope. If you look through the eyes of a DC person, yeah, sure, you got these DC bros out there like, these are the greatest movies ever made, right? But the average film goer and critics are not looking at these thinking these are good films. You and can't, I, you, yeah, you can't do that with the average film goer once the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. Right. And so I feel like, again, I feel like all of this was under the guise of we're letting Zack Snyder, you know, create his vision. But really what it is is trying to fix mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the second Suicide Squad is too. You know, like I really, even though it's a totally different. You like, think movie, J- the J- the James Gunn version? Yeah, I think the whole yeah. reason that they're bringing in James Gunn and using this whole cast is because they're trying to erase what people remember from the first Suicide Squad and create, you know, a new mindset when people think of Suicide Squad. That James, way, their mind goes this. James Gunn had his choice of films to do for the DC Universe, and he picked Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, it I makes think sense. He, I think he picked it not not only because it fits this kind of style that of movie that he makes. I think he picked it because it's a good way to refresh that idea. Because the well, Suicide Squad premise is a good premise, mm-hmm. but the film that David Ayer made just doesn't work. What did but, I say was David... Or, sorry, not David Ayer... Um, what did I say was James Gunn's best thing about Guardians of the Galaxy? His characterization. There you go. Why throw him into Suicide Squad where mm-hmm. he literally gets to do it? That's all he has to do for yeah. that movie. He gets to play with twenty different characters. Exactly. And do what he wants there with you it. go. It's the perfect choice. To sorry, Ryan. So just to round out my thoughts and finish off, yeah. kind of where my mindset is is. Endgame in my mind when I watch this stuff, I see the black and white cut. I see them doing this, the the Snyder cut. To me, it's the creative level people mm-hmm. saying, let's get this stuff out there, show the studio, the higher-ups, the executives, hey, there's an interest in this stuff if we do it the right way. Let us do it the right way. But you think you know, it's an you think it's an interest in just continuing the DC movies, not continuing the Zack Snyder DC movies. Yes, I don't think I don't think people are are all gung-ho about trying to keep the Snyder cut. When you, you say know. people, let's make it very clear who you're talking about. Because when we talk about DC, there are some very extreme camps out there. Yeah, it's no, a, for it, sure. it's, a sli- it's a toxic fan base. But <laughs> I, I honestly think there's a lot of people within the studio. Again, a lot of the creatives there at the studio that would like to keep this going because it's an incredible IP to work with. It's, it's the, it's the, the, it's and the you be- mean DC, yeah. not Snyder. No. Yes. DC. Okay should be the number one ip at warner Brothers. exactly there's no reason that it shouldn't be but it's flopping they're not doing what they could again not to bring this back to him but i've always said if the rest of dc matched what nolan did with the dark knight trilogy i think it would have been far more successful because with batman vs superman not so much with man of steel and then definitely with justice league it felt like they were like hey, it's this dark, gritty world, but we're also kind of trying to be like Marvel and there's yeah. this quippy playfulness to Great it. Great point, you know? Joel. Whereas with the, the the Dark Knight trilogy, it felt real. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like a superhero movie. It felt like this was a real existing the, place. There were rumors back when Man of Steel was in post-production that it was going to be a continuation of the Nolan Batman mm-hmm. universe. And you can see hints of that in the movie because as grounded as you can make a film with an alien from another planet coming to a planet where he has super strength and ice breath and heat vision as grounded as you can make that it was relatively grounded for what we've led into with these other films so i could have seen it back then and that would have been better like this i'm somebody that thinks ben affleck is a pretty good batman shut I would have, up i would have rather 
just continued with Bale. I don't know if Bale would have wanted to do it, and I bet if he right. wanted to, they would have continued. Oh, absolutely. But I would have rather have seen that. Just Cameron, continue with him. I, I'm going to say some stuff right now. Let me finish before you jump in, because I think okay. what I'm going to say you'll kind of agree with. But I look at Joaquin Phoenix's Joker film, okay? And the way that they went about that film, again, feeling very realistic. This didn't feel like some made-up world that we know from comic books. Yeah. It felt, I mean, granted, it was shot in Brooklyn, like right? But it yeah. felt like that. It felt like a real place. It felt like I yes. could have driven up the street and ended up in this place. And the Joker was built from that, from real-life things. It wasn't all science fiction stuff, which I understand is part of comic books. And I, I'm not saying that they need to get rid of that completely. Because we even see that in the Dark Knight trilogy with someone like Scarecrow or even like people like Bane, right? Yeah. But... I think being grounded in this very realistic world is the route DC needs to go if they're going to separate themselves and truly be something different from Marvel. Because them trying to be these comic book superhero films, that's taken. I'm sorry, but that's taken. Yeah. You've if you, got to yeah. do something different. If, yeah. you're, if, you're, if your films, and Cameron, I'll let you go over and just say this real quick. Yeah. If your films are the same but worse... No one's interested. If your mm -hmm. films are different yeah. but worse, people will still watch them. Absolutely. It's very interesting that you said that, Joel, because that is exactly the point I was about to make. We will this I can guarantee you guys this will be an episode where one hundred I am one hundred percent going to choose Joker in the future because I think that is a bad movie. I think it is a terrible movie, as a matter of fact. However, that being said, I admire what Warner Brothers and DC tried with Joker. Because they tried something different and they tried to tell a story that didn't necessarily fit into the DC universe that they were trying to fix, but or trying to make, but they tried something, right? Yeah. And as Joel said, it was a realistic take on us on one of their villains. And it was something that felt like maybe it could fit into the Nolan universe, mm -hmm. right? Now, the movie itself, Todd Phillips is a hack. I think he's a terrible director. I think that movie is garbage. But they at least they, they tried something interesting there. And we're seeing what they're doing with the Batman, right? With Matt Reeves. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're they trying seem, they something be, there as well. They, yeah, they I seem to be going back. Am, I, I truly, and this is having seen one trailer, but I wholeheartedly believe that I'm going to see the Batman and it's going to jump right up there to being my second favorite, like Batman. Like I, a Batman character, not film, but like. My second favorite version yeah. of Batman on screen. I am very excited for it because I think unlike Todd Phillips, who is a hack and is a terrible director, <laughs> um, Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves is exceptional. Himself. I think that the Planet of the Apes trilogy is literally the best trilogy I have Although, ever seen in my it's life. It's the best trilogy of probably the last at least 15 easily, years. Easily. Yeah, easily recently. Um, I think it is the best trilogy I have ever seen. And I know he did two of the three movies. Um, but especially War of the Planet of the Apes is, um, for me, that movie, I was, I understood why, but I really think that movie should have been talked about more. Um, it was, you know, it was an unknown yeah, franchise. The, the, th and... the third, yeah, the third one, War, just kind of went under the radar. Yeah, 100%. Which is and funny, because so, that's the one I didn't see. It's it's exceptional. You're I, part of the problem. I think yeah. it was, like, literally the second best film that year. Um, what year was that? 2017? Yeah, yeah, I think it was that, yeah. Um, 
How but, dare you? Justice League came out in 2017. But I am excited because like, that's the thing is like, that's the thing that's so crazy for me about DC is that they take these chances, right? They take these chances and sometimes they pay off. They um, have hits. They have some hits. You know, lots of people like Joker and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say you're dumb for liking Joker. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I yeah, think it's a terrible. That. I think it's a terrible movie, but lots of people like it. Now, I do think that people are over obsessed with that film and saying like this is a masterpiece. Like, no, it's not a masterpiece. Well, like, Cameron, you you got to understand, we live in a society. Yeah, you know, and like that line was only for the trailer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they didn't I, even put it in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I I'm going to be honest with you. I think that the epilogue of this movie was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And like as much as it pains me to say it, I would really like to see that story continue. Well, that's what I find so interesting about the nightmare scene because I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I don't love the dialogue with the Joker. I think it's very on the nose at points. But that's why I kind of brought up, like, what's the goal going mm-hmm. forward? If you make a scene like that that just is so intriguing and people like it, and people really do like it. Because mm-hmm. I remember in Batman versus Superman, there was, like, the small, like, a really quick scene showing Batman in that world. And everybody's like, what is that? I want to see more of that. And I was hoping that we were going to see some of that in the, like, the regular run of this movie, not so much just the epilogue. But again, it's like I said, like... Why? Why are we doing some of this stuff? Why are we introducing some new characters in this? Why? Why? It's basically why did this have to be four hours? And I know that Zack Snyder had full creative control because he did it unpaid, so he just put everything he could in there. I think if Warner Brothers had a say again this time around, it would not have been four hours, and some of that stuff that hints at future content wouldn't have mm-hmm. been in there. But I just don't know what his end game is. Is it just to be like? This is everything we have. This is like my send off. I'm going to give you guys everything that I shot, make the movie that I want, which isn't really the movie that he wants fully because the movie that he wants would have still just been a two and a half hour movie. I just don't know what the goal behind all of this is. Well, sorry, Joel, you have no, if you want to go, go for it. dude. I think the thing that frustrates me is that they specific, like that's the thing that's crazy for me. They shot the nightmare sequence as reshoots. This was after this was like not, last year. Not not the whole thing, just the part with Joker. Oh, really? Yeah, just the part with Joker. Cuz he wasn't in the original movie. But like so that, was that was a big was, part of it. It was huge, right? Yeah. That was a huge part of it. It was like and half like, of it. No, that was most of it. And um, yeah. I'm curious, do you guys think and I'm not saying I do or don't think this. Zack Snyder, I have heard is an incredible guy. I've heard he's I've heard a that too, yeah. Very very great person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think in any way that a lot of this film kind of like you touched on a little bit here ryan was him saying you know what i am beyond thankful for the support that i've had from fans from everybody that i'm just gonna go all out throw all kinds of stuff out there a little bit of fan servicing here and there whatever but let me just give (laughs) let me just give well, people it's what not, they it's want not, it's not rise of skywalker levels of fan yeah. service but well but like, the movie me, existing is fan service let me yeah. just give people what they want and then that's it i'm done with it i you hope know? that's i hope that's the case if that's the case i can totally appreciate that but if if the motive behind it was i'm gonna make this and maybe try and get back in here and make more stuff then i think that's i, I don't, don't think like he wants much. to i think he's uh, done yeah i think he's uh, done. i think i think i think that's the case as well i think that's what we're going honestly with this is like i'm sure I'm, I'm sure he feels so much pressure from his fan base because while they may be appreciative of him they're so toxic i mean come yeah. on mm-hmm. like the 
and and there's there's so like the people who like the Snyder cut and like like because there is a large group of people that think the Snyder cut is just like mm, this is you know well, filmmaking. I mean, yeah, best, it's it's know? got a, I it's got a I think it was ninety six percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean right it's now. fucking it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Ninety six. You know? It's like the like. If you look at this movie from a purely objective standpoint, and again we're we're fiddling with the word movie, it's is it better than Justice League? Justice League, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. But you know what? If I get an F on something, a D is a better grade, That's right? True. You're right. And for me, and this is my personal opinion, if my professor came up to me and said, "Hey," I can take your grade from an F for a D from an F to a D. You're going to have to sit in my classroom for four hours. Do you want to take that grade? No, it's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Your mom's going to love that line. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> <Thank you. laughs> um, I think, um, I think maybe it's just the, the comic book style fan that I am, because if I see a scene at the end of a movie where a character in Martian Manhunter that I really like mm -hmm. shows up and says, if you need me in the future, I'll be ready. I'll be there. It's like, well, now I want to see, I, I want to see that now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see that character. I was like, I love him. He's one of, in the Justice League cartoon, he's one of the best characters. Like, I want to see what they do with him. And now knowing that I'm probably not going to, putting it in here just leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I get it. From his standpoint of just like like you guys said, like I just want to give them everything that I got and walk away. But just as a fan, it's just it leaves me wanting more. And I guarantee I'm not the only person that feels that way. Well, Martian, they, Zach also ruined the scene with Martha in Lois oh, Lane well, yeah. by putting yeah, Martian that, yeah. in here. Like that, I, you could have just you could have just had, you could have just had Martian Manhunter <laughs> in that last scene that he's in and not done the thing that he yeah, did. Yeah, what the hell? It ruined Martha. Mar like that was it just made like. Oh, he lied to Lois. He yeah. lied to Lois Lane to try and stop her depression. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know the love of your life died, but you got to get your ass in gear. And the only way I'm going to get that to work is if I pose as the mother of the love of your life and convince you to do it. It's like that's not great. I don't yeah. like that. It takes the it takes the emotion out of that scene. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, and Ryan, this might be a question that you have later on and so if so you sure know, feel free to cut me off is there anything that you guys think that the justice league did better than the snyder cut you mean besides just length like being short yeah besides length is there anything that you liked more in justice league because there Joel, are a couple Joel, things for me Joel, would you mind if i take this one real go quick? for it dude go no okay <laughs> yeah absolutely not i don't think and like i I really dislike Joss Whedon. I'm not a fan of his. I like some of his work. I think Firefly is a great show. I would have loved the second season. The first Avengers, I know Cameron doesn't like it, but I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it has it its fault. It has its faults, but it's like it's not as good as Infinity War and Endgame, but I do like it. Um, I think Ultron is, is so bad for what it was supposed to be, and that's really unfortunate. Um, and then some of those, I know people love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which he's a big part of, but what we've learned about him and how he treats people on his sets, specifically how he treats women and what it seems like to be is people that aren't just white men. I can't, I can't support that guy. And then to see what he did with this film that he made where he took over for somebody that had this vision and had to walk away because of a massive tragedy. And he comes in and tries to do mop up duty and just, I think I touched on it during the, uh, the like the Justice League episode where he's like, 
yeah, I'm not going to change anything that Zach wanted to do. And then the next day fired his, fired his composer. It's just like, like I, I can't support that. And like, and like that's speaking on it from a outside of the film perspective. Mm-hmm. When I go into the actual film, I don't ever want to see anything from the Justice League ever again. I would rather sit through this four hours than sit through the two plus hours of that one in its entirety. Like if you gave me the choice, I would always pick the Snyder cut. I just, yeah, I maybe if I really thought about it, maybe there would be a scene or two that was like, this was probably done mm-hmm. better. But I, the thing that I liked about this version is that it doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel like snarky, like the Joss version does. And I think it works in Marvel and it doesn't work here because in Marvel, that's the tone and they stick with it here. The tones are all over the place between the different movies. So you're not mm-hmm. getting any set structure behind things. So, I know it's like a long-winded answer, but I I just wanted to make it perfectly clear that like I think that this this Joss Whedon version is an atrocious version of the film based on what I've seen now from the Zack Snyder version. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I don't think so. Joel, do you? Is there anything that you think was better? Not really. I think there. And I again, I watched it once, and so I really can't don't have much to really speak on it, but. I feel like Joss Whedon didn't do anything better, but I feel like the Snyder Cut sort of diminished Wonder Woman a little more, and she was already not a big role in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, like she really wasn't, she wasn't a ton, and it, it's like she was important, but yeah, her parts were so small they had to put her own music in every time she was on screen. Yeah, exactly. And it was like. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, her long, but it's like the but... it's like the into the unknown. I from will. Yeah, I too. will That's say what it was. Wonder Woman 100% has the best theme. Of oh, absolutely. Any, dude, any I think time we said that last time. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Kick some ass. But no, like, in the first one, at least, like, towards the end, she kind of had this, like, like, you know what? Someone needs to take leadership now that that Bruce is gone, and it's me type thing. Whereas I feel in this one, it literally just felt like she was, like, his personal assistant. You know, like, hey, can you go get so and so for me? Sure. I think I think you know? the best I think the best way to describe that is in the Joss one, they felt like partners, Batman and Wonder Woman, and in this one, yes. it was so clear that Batman was the leader and everybody else was just a piece on the mm-hmm. team. I think that's I think that's is that kind of what you're saying? Because yeah, I think that, she, her role just felt even more diminished than it yeah. already felt in the first one. The only thing that I liked about Wonder Woman was it felt like national treasure when she was going down into that cave. That was really which, fun. which by the way, like, where did she find the entrance to that? Because she just know. drops down, like, <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. It's like, we're in that tomb with the, with the arrow that, if you speak to it, will magically land wherever you want it to. Um, but she then she just drops down with the torch. It's just like, how did how did you get there? How did you know where to go? I don't understand. So, the key in silence, undetected. <laughs> I asked this question because I was curious. Because there's one scene that happened, happens in Justice League. It's actually my favorite scene of the whole movie. And it in didn't Justice happen. League or in this one? In Justice, Justice League. Okay. And they took it out in the Snyder Cut. And so it's interesting to know that it's just, like, like, I, like I said, I think Justice League as a whole, you know, is worse than this movie and that he added a lot of things that were dumb, like the whole Russian family thing. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. Su- surprisingly, people don't live in, live in Chernobyl, Joss. Yeah. <laughs> people that, don't do yeah, that. What the hell? Um, you know, but I will say, that made so like that made so much sense having just the fight be them fighting Steppenwolf rather than you know yeah because mm-hmm. they they chose the like you said they chose Chernobyl for a reason right 
Like, there's no one who's there. There's not fucking apartments there that they have to save. And, you know, that Superman races Flash. Like, come on, that's dumb. But I, I will say... The one thing I, I the one thing I miss is the sequence when they're in you know underground, and Flash is kind of scared, and he's because he's never really done this before, right? And I know that it doesn't fit because they they make him seem a little bit mature, more mature in this cut, and they make him seem like he's done this a little bit before. But you know when Flash is you know he tells Batman he's like I'm scared you know I don't know what I'm doing I, I I'm scared, and and Batman says save one. Mm-hmm. Mm. right and then he says and then what and he goes you'll know exactly that was my favorite movie of Joss's league and so it's really interesting to know that that was something that joss whedon put in because that was the like we talked about how the characters felt so ridiculously flat in Joss's league right and they're a lot more yeah. fleshed out in this one yeah um, some of them are yeah yeah exactly and you know again you if you have a four-hour movie you better have your characters more fleshed out because come on yeah um but like that that moment was really sp- like that was the one moment that i watched when i watched justice league i was like okay i really like this it, it shows something one about you know it shows a softness and you know it shows a legitimate fear in you know in Barry Allen and it also shows a little bit of softness and mentor uh and you know ability to mentor and Batman yeah Yeah, understanding where he's coming from and we didn't get that in this one and it's and I don't want to say that's a bad thing um I was just a little sad to see that that wasn't in this one because that was my personal favorite moment from the original well instead in this one Barry Allen plays with hot dogs so yeah (laughs) and and like that was a weird thing is like that was another weird thing is like when they're all like going up the stairs, Barry's like, come on, hurry up. Right. You know, he's like, yeah. you got to get up here. I, I could see that scene being one that you would think would maybe was good. Like I also like when you had to nitpick from that movie, the original run things that like maybe you did like that would have mm-hmm. been on my list too. I would agree yeah. with that. I don't think it fits with his, how it, they changed this character. This no, time around, it doesn't. Which you, which you kind of hinted at. Yeah. Um, but I did like that scene. Yeah, I, that scene was fair. Um, there's one character in particular. Well, there's two, but one I want to talk about first. I want to talk about Aquaman for a second because have we? I can't. I know we've said this. Have have we all seen Aquaman? We haven't, right? No. One of you hasn't seen it, or I both of you it. haven't. Cameron, you saw it, right? I turned it off. I'm gonna be honest with you. I fucking hated that movie. Okay, so I'm the only one that's really seen it. So my question to you, and I'll go to you first, Joel. Do you think Aquaman is a fleshed out character in this movie? No. Okay. He, he's just it he, even in the first one he had even less yeah development than Cyborg and Flash, yes. you know, but he got his own movie. And he like what's weird about it for me with him and I guess in a way they all kind of are, but his Aquaman is the one who feels like it's the most like selfish like he's only getting involved because like oh crap like now this involves me like i have to do this you know whereas the rest of them i feel like in some way or another end up seeing like the what this means for for the common man Mm. whereas aquaman it just always feels very much like ah well i have to do this now you know Mm -hmm. he he, i don't know the way jace momoa plays the character and again this is me having not seen aquaman the film um, he just feels very like, man, like, oh, well, I didn't, guess I'll do this. Didn't we agree, though, in Justice League that he was the best character of the six of them? He's the best like cast he... character. Yeah. 
He, okay, yeah. He's not I mean, the best in, character, but he's okay. the best cast. All right, character. yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, well, the I reason, don't know. but the reason I wanted to bring it up is because, as somebody who's seen Aquaman, I felt like he was fleshed out. But I was curious to think if maybe that was only because I've already seen his movie, so I know a lot about the character already. So I was curious if you guys thought he was. I like out his in introduction one. in the Snyder Cut. I do like that. Is one thing I'll mention is I because I watched this. I watched Justice League with my sister, and I watched the beginning of this one with my sister. And that's something I can say is 100% I was more involved in this one. I felt this one was a lot more interesting in the beginning. The issue for me with this one is the stuff that happens in the middle. It's just, it just it's, it's one of those things where it's, it just gets too long to be worth it, you know? If Yeah, I mean, it, to kind of go off a little bit from the Aquaman tangent, but to touch on what you're saying, Cameron, at the end of the first, what was it, hour and a half? two hours Mm -hmm. wherever i was when i first finished it i had gotten to the point where they they still hadn't revived superman yeah about to right and well flash Flash doesn't even show up for the first hour so yeah and even though i know there was a bunch of stuff added in it felt like i just watched the justice league yeah but it was just longer you know because the scenes that were different weren't necessarily always things that like stood out like like i said the stuff with cyborg yes the stuff with barry yes but the elongated stuff on uh the mascara and all that kind of stuff and like it was just like this isn't necessary and these aren't the things that we needed and it literally just felt like oh you took the first hour of justice league and doubled it in length and didn't give me much else yep 100 percent. so there's something that i want to touch on next and that's really like the how the snyder cut really came to existence because a lot of people may not know all the ins and outs that had to happen for this movie to be made. Before we do that, though, we're just going to throw a quick word to our sponsors. So the Snyder Cut has, I would say it's probably about, Man of Steel came out in 2013. So he was tapped, and Zach was tapped to direct Justice League in 2014. April of 2014, he was officially announced to direct Justice League. So if you take that until when this came out, which was March of 2021, it is almost seven years that is it has taken to get to where we're at today. Seven years for this movie to be made in the way that Zack Snyder wanted it to be made. Now, a lot has happened in between, um, including Zack Snyder directed an entire other movie that came out during all that with Batman vs. Superman. Now, Batman vs. Superman, you guys have... Have you seen that? I don't remember mm-hmm. if we've all seen that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I it thought so. sucked. Have you all? Have we all seen the extended cut? No. Why would I watch it? So only reason my... I watch this because it's a dumb podcast. <laughs> we could replace you if that's what you wanted. No, walk. <laughs> I, I think you could ask the fans. I am irreplaceable. <laughs> all right. Well, It'll I, be the uh, Instagram poll. Uh, all three. All three people that you brought to our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i uh i wanted to ask about the extended cut because i feel like that's the first iteration of dc films being like hey our movie's not that good but you could watch you could see more of it and maybe it'll be better because they did that with air suicide squad there is there is an extended cut of that movie on top of people wanting to see the air cut which i i think cameron is one could speak for everybody when they say 
please do not release an air cut I on hate, Suicide I Squad. Hate, I hate people. I, you know, <laughs> this is the issue with giving these dumb people the a platform. Cut. They have a platform. You know, as they think, oh, we we did this. We we're you know, shut the hell up. You aren't special. You aren't special, okay? The Snyder Cut did not exist. They nope. go, oh, the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut, it did not exist, okay? They came out, and if the Snyder Cut exists, they would have been able to release it within, you know, oh, yeah. a month of, you know. Absolutely. You At know. release of HBO Max. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's when it would have dropped, yeah. They spent so much time working on special effects, reshoots, but, you know, they spent $20 million. If, if the Snyder Cut existed, it wouldn't have cost $20 million to do the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. right? So no. shut up. That did not happen, you know. And so this idea that this, you know, the, the, there's, I, 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 won't, I don't want to be mistaken. Warner Brothers 100% in, is involved in, you know, the final cuts or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, hey, David Ayers wasn't able to get the cut that he wanted. I, I'm sure that there was a cut that he wanted that he wasn't able, that Warner Brothers beat him out. But to to look, to watch the Justice League and to think that there is a decent movie, this that's a completely different situation than what happened with the Snyder Cut, right? You had a director who was replaced because of, you know, he left on his own accord because of personal issues. And so, yeah, I understand how there's a different movie. But David Ayer was the director of of suicide squad there is not a good movie in suicide squad at all so shut the hell up you're dumb if you think the justice league the snyder cut was a thing that was like oh it always existed shut up you know nothing about movies okay that's my rant over and we just need to make sure that people know that like this should not be a course to be like hey we didn't like this movie let's make them do it again mm-hmm. no that's just that's that just shouldn't happen and, and that's I, the thing is Zack snyder got to come in knowing all of the mistakes that joss whedon had made and yeah. make sure he didn't make the same mistakes this is not like oh hey we already had this set aside and here you go he he got to completely redo his movie however he wanted based off of criticism from the past. Now, I'm assuming the people who listen to this podcast, most of them are pretty familiar with kind of what you're ranting on a bit here. But for those of you that may not quite understand just how big of a deal this was, there were entire subreddits dedicated to bringing back the Snyder Cut. We yeah. used to work over <laughs> at Warner Brothers where airplanes would fly over with banners and saying some, release the Snyder somebody, Cut. And somebody in, in one, rest, somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody one of the restroom stalls, it says release it. the Snyder Cut in it. It's not, it's, and it wasn't and it wasn't written in like marker. It was carved into carved the door. In. It's, it's just, this is a thing that, you know, you hear us keep saying the Snyder, or the, the, the DC bros, and we kind of talked about how it was a bit toxic. And it's this is exactly what we're talking about and to the point that ryan's making and i cameron a little bit as well is like is this almost going to turn into a bad thing because now we're giving all these people this mindset of hey we didn't like this so if we just complain long enough like this is going to happen like in my mind that guy who flew the airplane over the studio is probably like i did it like Probably, I did, yeah. you know, because they, they flew another one over the day it released that yeah, said, thank you, Warner Brothers, AT&T, HBO for releasing the Snyder Cut. And it's like these people genuinely think that this happened because of them. Whereas, again, kind of what I was saying earlier, it more in a way did it happen because of them. Yeah, sure. But the way it's happening because of them is because HBO and AT&T and Warner are like, we can make a ton of money off of these people. Look at these people, how much they're willing for us to make this movie. If we make it, we know they're going to buy the merch. They're going to, you know, they're yeah. going to get HBO Max. They're going to do all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, I think, I think that's an important note that you're making is that Warner Brothers, like people listen, people listen to this point. 
Warner Brothers didn't make this movie because they care about your opinion. They made this movie because they exploited your fandom to know that exactly. you were going to get them profit. Yep. That is why they they agreed to let Zack Did Snyder you guys do. read the interview with Anne Sarnoff that I believe it was Variety? It just came out yesterday, right? The yeah. one about Yeah, I didn't read it yet. So, it's so in that Anne Sarnoff, by the way, yeah, uh, is president you. of Warner Brothers. Thank you. Thank you. Um so See, in that interview they ask they ask something about the toxic fans and she's like the toxic base of like the toxic fandom base specifically the toxic people not the fandom base itself but the ones who are toxic and she said something there and she was like you know oh you know we'll we we never want to you know give in to toxic fans or we never you know we want to make sure that they understand that we are not we do not like them. We do not want them to be part of the community for being toxic or whatever. And I've already seen on Reddit people like people saying, Oh, this was a hit piece by, by variety by Warner brothers to make us all look bad because we wanted something and we got it right. And so they're already striking back for at and Sarna for saying, Hey, toxic communities aren't good and so they they understand that they are toxic because they are self like they are self-identifying themselves as oh hey they're calling us out for being toxic right we're already seeing it yeah no absolutely it's again it it, this is totally going to be unfortunately one of those situations where these people feel like they they did this and that they're going to be able to do it and Mm -hmm. anyone who disagrees with them is just someone who's trying to shoot them down and bring them down. Well, in terms of timeline things, you talked about like hashtag release the Snyder cut. The Justice League version came out in November 2017, and that hashtag didn't even need any time to percolate. People started that right away. Like as soon as the movie ended, or as soon as people as soon as they saw it and hated it, the hashtag started. Hmm. Um so it's been in the pipeline just forever basically the official fan campaign was on november 19th the movie came out november 17th (laughs) so (laughs) they didn't take any time there was a website dedicated to tracking all things snyder cut that also launched at the end of 2017 an entire website just for to track news about a movie that wasn't supposed to come out like these fans went nuts like to the point that like they were bullying people involved in the studio. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel bad for a guy like Jeff Johns who became like they tried. He's a big name in the comic world at DC. He did one of my favorite comic runs, the Green Lantern Hal Jordan run. But he has a reputation as not being a very good guy either. And they brought him in as a producer for Justice League and an overseer as a whole on DC films, him and John Berg, who I'm a little less familiar with, but Jeff Johns has a history of being a bad guy. So I'm not going to feel bad for him, but people on the internet bullied people like him and Kevin Sujahara, who also wasn't a good guy, who was the head of uh, the DC comic, uh, the DC films at that time. Like just because those are ended up being bad people doesn't mean that the tactic of going after people who are just doing their jobs to try and get what you want is an appropriate thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this campaign just never, it never ended until they got what they wanted. Like there was, even when Warner Brothers had said multiple times, this isn't going to happen. When Zack Snyder said early on, because eventually he changed his tune, but early on he said this wasn't going to happen. When the actors were like, no, we've moved on from that, we're done with it. They still weren't listening. And I just think that's crazy. Like 
when the people that literally well, now they're asking are, for more. That's my point. Like, exactly. Like it's well, the problem. You can't you can't fully satisfy a fan like this. Yeah. That's well. That's exactly what I was gonna say, Ryan. Is it's like imagine the three of us, right? If all of us right now. I don't now have to say, imagine. We're all here. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Take the three of us and we all say, hey, let's go get pizza. Okay. All three of us are going to have a different idea of what we want in terms of pizza. Not necessarily toppings, right? But like the pizza where, itself. Like where we get it. Where we'd get it from, thick crust, thin crust, whatever, right? So you yeah. think you look at the, these fans if that any are of you all pick, asking. If, if any of you pick deep dish, I would beat the shit out of you. So all of these people that are asking for the Snyder cut, right? Each individual, as a whole, they all want the Snyder Cut. But as right. individuals, they all have a totally different expectation Absolutely. of what the Snyder Cut should be. So when it comes out, these 15% are like, yay, like we did it, we got it, I got what I wanted. And the other 85% of the fans are like, no, I still want more. It didn't have the thing I wanted, you know? And it's mm. just like, when does it end and where do you draw the line? But it really, it doesn't end. And they're, they're going to keep and that's, complaining. And that's why you can't accommodate them. Exactly. You can't do it. Because it, all it's going to do is cause more headaches for you. So like Warner Brothers probably thought we're going to release this and everybody's going to shut up. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Because now we're getting released the air cut. Um, I, as a I have a person that I am friends with on Facebook who's a very big DC bro, was always a release Snyder Cut, release Snyder Cut. Now this has happened constantly, every day. Release the Snyder, or uh, uh, restore the Snyder first, restore, restore the, the Snyder verse, restore yeah. the Snyder verse. And it's like, God, it doesn't end. It's never going to end. You know, he, this is the thing that blows my Why do these people have such huge trust in Zack Snyder? Has Zack Snyder ever Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, like, we said it. He's a great guy from what we hear, but his yeah. filmography is not mm -hmm. that good. He, like, that's the thing is like, what, what, what do they expect? Right. We have, I have never seen a movie from Zack Snyder. Where I've been like, Oh yeah, that's good. You know? Right. And like, I, like you could argue 300, right? Like, it, you know, and maybe, you know what? Sure. We'll go with 300. It's a good movie. Right. Sure. But that's it. You know, yeah. Like Sucker Punch is a yeah. He, this is the guy who made mm. Snucker Punch. Snucker, Snucker Punch. <laughs> Sucker With a name punch. like Snuckers, it has to be. This good. is the guy who made Sucker Punch. I mean, come plus, on. Plus, Man of Steel, his first superhero movie, was not well received by yeah. audiences. No. Like it, it wasn't horribly received, and I think even its tomato meter was in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. But it wasn't like he like set the tone for this universe with like a well, all-time I mean, you know, great film. To be fair, and I don't want to defend. Man of Steel, because like I said, I don't think it's I, I don't think Man of Steel is a good movie, um, I, and I think it is, but I, I um, will agree to disagree on that. But you know, anyone coming off of you know the Dark Knight trilogy is going to you know not never meet expectations for it. Now I think he went too far in the way of it being like way worse than it should have been you know um like i said i think he did i think Zack snyder's approach to the fight like to superman's fighting and his fight action sequences for superman are very very good yeah. um he directs action well see i wouldn't even go that far i just in think this, his I take think on action i just think his take on superman's fighting ability and like his flying is very good Oh, but his action scene in Batman vs Superman with Batman in the warehouse is really well done. You, you may not like that Batman kills people, and I know a lot of people feel strongly about oh, see, that. I don't but, give a shit about that. Right, but that but that scene, I how do. it's That's shot, it, is incredible. Um, I want to, but we can't absolve that Zack Snyder from from like this discussion about how it got made, because uh, like I mentioned, 
for a while there, he was in the same camp of like, yep, this is done. I've moved on. It's not going to be a thing until 2019. That's when he started releasing like images and things like that on his Vero account, which I, I don't have one of those. <laughs> um, but he started like teasing the movie. And that's the issue is that the, the mm-hmm. guy that could have shut this down right away took advantage of these fan of these fans and decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to try and I'm going to join them. Basically I'm going to join them in their cause, a cause that included harassing Warner brothers, personnel and journalists on social media. It included protesting outside of the Warner brothers offices included, included crowdfunding billboards and sky banners at comic con in San Diego. He decided to throw his hat in the ring with these people. And I just don't think that was the right. I don't think that's a good approach because it sets a standard that, now other other people in the Hollywood sphere, other directors are going to have to deal with this problem if they make a movie with an existing IP that is not um, that is not up to the snuff of the fans. Because it doesn't matter that it won't matter to these types of people that Zack Snyder left the project and wanted to just get his own take on it done. It won't matter to those people there because now we saw it with Star Wars a little bit. When the J.J. Abrams Rise of Skywalker came out, how many people started saying, like, well, now Colin Trevorrow's script leaked, and that looks good. They should have just made that. Yeah. Like, it's the same issue, and it's going to keep happening as long as people like Zack Snyder keep allowing these people to have a platform. Yeah. You know, I, I, do, in, I don't blame Zack Snyder for wanting his movie to be released no of course right? not i don't i don't blame him i get it you know you put your heart and your soul into anything and even, i don't bl- i don't blame the actors for agreeing with him as well like because yeah, they they want to see a better yeah. version of the movie too and i can you know i completely understand that and like even the fact getting it made but releasing a four-hour movie and saying this was my original cut is the is is just so disingenuous i yeah. mean come on it's not that's not you know that's not the original cut you know, you one you filmed more. Two, you you, you had all this time. To, you know, that's not the original cut. You know. So let's um, let's start rounding this episode into shape. There's a couple things with the film that I feel like we should touch on because they're just interesting topics. The first one I want to go to is we've talked about we've talked about most of the characters. There's two we haven't talked about on the main squad, and then a couple ancillary ones I want to talk about. I want to start with Ben Affleck as Batman. Cameron, you were on record in our Justice League episode saying that you thought he was awful yeah. as Batman. And you probably still think that he's not that good of a Batman. Yeah. But compared in the two movies, do you agree that he is just done in a much better way in this version? Yeah, I, I think Ben Affleck is a is not a good Batman. Mm-hmm. I think he's a bad Batman. I don't want to ever see him as Batman again. Um, but if I had to choose, yeah, he... He seems much better in this movie. And yeah. honestly, a, a big reason is I think they didn't include the scenes where he just, Ben Affleck seemed like he didn't want to fucking be there. You <laughs> yeah, know? well, that's the thing. Like, when he came back for the reshoots, it was clear that he didn't want to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. Because every actor's used to going back for reshoots. They're not used to reshooting almost the entire film. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot to add, especially in roles like these where you have to have your physical peak condition mm-hmm. to be in like Cavill mm-hmm. and Affleck had to be and you know, Affleck's not a young dude like it's it's hard to do yeah. that so to basically tell a guy hey I know you spent 
months on end preparing for this role and you shot most of your scenes, we're going to do the whole thing over again with a director that you necessarily don't want to work with. It's not professional for him to mail it in, but you have to, I I guess you understand why he did it. You don't, uh, you don't support it, but you understand it. I really, you know, and like, this is something that I, I didn't think I actually did enjoy his Batman when he was talking to Joker, I actually thought that part was. Oh kinda, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I thought that was interesting, and I actually liked that take. Yes. Um. Like overall, I don't think I I don't think that Ben Affleck is a good choice for Batman. But that's me scene in particular. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I saw more of this, I might change my mind. I think that if you had never seen the Joss Whedon version of the Justice League, I think you would have liked not liked him as Batman, but I think you would have not disliked him as much as you do. Well, I don't like him in Batman versus Superman either. I th- see. I think, I think he's the best character in that movie. Him, when, and, him, him and wonder woman. When they signed him on and it was first announced from the studio, I think it might've, I don't remember who it came from, but they said he is playing an older Batman. Yep. That's been around a while and you know whatever else he's basically and, pl- he's basically playing the frank miller dark knight returns comic yeah. run, which is an older version of batman and yeah. oh, i miller, feel yeah, like he he <laughs> plays City. it he plays it in that way but like pushes it too far because it's yeah. almost like this batman that doesn't care it's like he's it's like he's kind of like begrudgingly doing all this whereas when we see these few glimpses of him really being batman and going for it and being aggressive and angry like those are the scenes where ben affleck actually feels like a batman because i'm like cameron i don't care about batfleck a lot of people really like him and i don't you know i i I was did i think he was better in this yes the second time i watched justice league i thought he was a bit better than i thought he was the first time but Mm -hmm. as a whole i don't think he's a good batman and like cameron said i don't want to see him as batman anymore you know it's just this isn't a role that's meant for him and it's nothing against Ben Affleck. It's just that he's not meant for this role. This Mm -hmm. is not a character he should be playing. The choice to go with an older, grittier version of Batman was always a weird choice in my opinion, because like I said in the Justice League episode, the rest of your cast is a young cast of characters. Mm -hmm. So it just was a weird, but like I, I could see Like I could see it. I just don't see Ben Affleck as that choice. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't mind the older Batman if he's going to have that like leadership role that he kind of has, but like, yeah, Ben, yeah, Cameron just saying it like I would say, you know, it's just like he's not the right choice, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think he's obviously going to always be a topic of controversy when it comes to the Batman character because of how many other people have mm-hmm. played it and how many people like Keaton and uh, and Bale and then like even animated versions like Arnett and Kevin Conroy have yeah. nailed Batman. Um, so he's always and as a character, the. I think him and James Bond is the most rebooted characters in all of Hollywood. So we're always going to have strong opinions on whoever the next person is going to be to take on that mantle. Um, another character I want to talk about is uh, Henry Cavill's Superman character. They change a lot about him in this movie, not just his outfit, but just like <laughs> his reasoning behind things is very different um, in this film. Uh, first off, we got rid of that horrid scene with the CGI lip on the cam recorder that Thank was God. in the original cut. And I think that everything we see from him in this movie, yes, it's diminished. Yes, he doesn't do a lot. He doesn't even say a lot in this movie. Like his, We could probably, if you had to go through the whole cast list, he's probably outside of the top 10 in terms of just dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the character just felt better in this. And I think it's also because he doesn't just come in out of nowhere and just mop the floor with the villain and save the day. Like he was, he was still like handling Steppenwolf pretty decently, but he didn't just outright defeat him like he did in the original cut. Like, like we talked about flash flash is a huge part Mm -hmm. of why they win in this movie. Whereas in the other one, he barely helps. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, so I think that was good that they did that with Superman this time around where he just doesn't, he's not like the closer in the ninth inning coming in and just taking care of everything. He's part of the team defeating exactly. Steppenwolf. Like, do you guys agree? Do you think that was a better course of action for him? Yeah. Like I said, the ending of this movie is one hundred. Yeah. Of, of any, th- uh, the ending is very, like I, I never thought I would come and It's say, good. Hey, I think the, the ending of Snyder Cut is good. The ending yeah. of the Snyder Cut is very, very I, good. Yeah. The last regular episode and the epilogue is great. I really very enjoy good. that. Yeah. Yeah, without having to go too far into detail, I, th- I think this is a much better Superman for this film. Not yes. necessarily a much better Superman period, but for his role in the Justice League film, yes, the characterization of, of Superman in this one was much better. What do we think about the black suit? I thought it was fine. It's cool. Yeah, yeah cool. I think it looks cool. It's a cool... Di- it's, it is comic accurate. Like mm-hmm. During the death of Superman comic book run, he is wearing the black suit. Yeah, yeah I mean, they don't explain any of it. They don't give any right. background it's, on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, they try to with the scene where he's in, in his old ship and you yeah. hear Jor-El and uh, Pa Kent talking to him. They try to explain it, but they don't actually explain why he chose that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Which see, I did like, like that scene too. I, I, yeah, I that, that, that was a great was scene. A, a that was scene. a great additional scene. And there's there's not a lot of scenes that were added that you're like, this was, I wish this was always in this, Mm -hmm. but that was one of them. I think that scene is great. Um, Another, and then the last character that I want to touch on before we start finishing up here is dark side because dark side, he is supposed to be the Thanos level villain of the DC universe. In fact, dark side was created before Thanos. So a lot of people believe that Thanos is just like Marvel's take on dark side. Mm -hmm. So he's supposed to be this super important villain. And I know he hasn't earned that moniker because this is the first time we've seen him. But did we like what we saw of him? Like, in particular, I want to touch on going to that big scene, like, in the middle of the film where they show Diana's talking to Bruce about the last time that they invaded the Parademons. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, the we see the Green Lantern, who, shout out to him, probably gets another 30 seconds of screen time before he <laughs> dies this time. Shouts to you. Um, and we see the old gods and then the tribes of men, the Atlanteans and the Amazons coming together. He, this time around, is who they're attacking, yeah. not Steppenwolf. And I thought that was a really good choice by them. Because otherwise, he serves no purpose in this movie if they mm-hmm. don't have if they don't show him in that scene and it's still just them fighting Steppenwolf, then Darkseid doesn't matter. Yeah. Joel, did you think that maybe some of the choices they made trying to establish Darkseid were well done? I think, like you said, it was a good choice that it was him instead of Steppenwolf in that scene. I still think that scene is way too long and not necessarily something we need. Um, The whole thing being done with voiceover, too, is annoying. I don't enjoy that. Just let me watch Uh, this scene. Yeah, just go into that scene. Exactly. I think I would have much more enjoyed it. I actually wouldn't have minded Mm -hmm. it if that was the case. Um, But as a whole, it's so-so. You know, I, I, again... As someone who's build, an outsider, right? build yeah, the universe. It, right. it doesn't feel like I got very much of him, and I know I was just complaining about how there was a, like, I don't need this huge thing for the the villain, but it's like they're just really showing him. They're not showing him do anything, 
if it was just as much screen time, but he was actually like doing more. And I don't mean physically, you know, but it's like he's just telling Steppenwolf what to do the whole time. You know, and it's just, I, I just don't feel like I got enough out of it. Would you have preferred if he was just the villain? In oh, this? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question. Sure. Because I don't remember the, the original movie very well. Um, and this one, there was like a, like getting the third mother cube or whatever. There was definitely a <laughs> mother, cube. mother cube. Yeah, whatever. The um, all spark. There was definitely a lot Put it in my of chest, a, Sam. a struggle. <laughs> Am I wrong in thinking in the original one in the that he just kind of grabbed? No, it he just flew away? in and took it. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that that made a lot more. Sense. You're talking <laughs> about you're talking about after Superman comes back. Yeah, to life. yeah, like there was a little bit of a fight for him to get it. That right? that was much. That was yeah, that was much better. better. Much okay, better I, done. Yeah. Also, them fighting Superman, the heroes fighting him, was done much better. In it was. Yeah, they weren't. Batman wasn't like bring in the secret weapon. Yeah, Lois was actually Lois just was already just there. there. She yeah. was already there. It made much more sense. One part that kills me just visually, and it's the same about the first one, the second one, is when they're fighting Superman and the Flash goes running by, and you know he's all confident because he's fast, and then you yeah. see Superman just go. And it's like, give him yeah, this glare. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay, let's that's, go. That's still probably one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. And I know it was in both versions, but yeah. I still love that scene. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, I don't think Steppenwolf is necessary. You know, maybe as kind of like a, oh, my God, I can't remember his name. What's that weird alien-looking dude from the Avengers movies? The one with the, like, the long face that's like Thanos is like kind of like right-hand man-ish. Like the, the guy with like, are you talking about Ebony Maw? maybe i don't know are you talking which movie are you talking which movie are you talking about? i don't remember which he's one in multiple sure he's, movies, in yeah. Yeah, he's in a few of them yeah the guy the is. guy the guy that captures dr strange in infinity wars is that who you're talking about i think so either way sure. what i'm you saying have, you is, have no, you have no idea who you're talking about because i've seen those movies each one time yeah. you know right. and it's we're not nerds ryan yeah like i love the mcu i think they get a lot more credit than they need sometimes um, but what I'm saying is I think if we had Steppenwolf still in the movie, but more as like a fighting alongside of dark side as more of a, like, you know, an sidekick an type thing that as like opposed to being, yeah. yeah, as opposed to being like the main villain, I, I think dark side would have been a much better villain that way, or at least, you know, the villain, you know, cause right now he just doesn't, I don't feel like I get anything out of him. He doesn't matter to me. It's probably like how they originally were going to have this in two parts and like it was probably going to end the same way with dark side um dark side just like being in the portal through the boom tube and planning his course to earth and then in part two he was going to come and instead they just had to give all the shine to steppenwolf from the just this one movie and yeah steppenwolf he looks better in this one he still doesn't look great but he looks better and he's not an interesting character and dark side is a very important character for DC fans, so it probably would have been better just to have him in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that like we don't want to go too in depth with plot points because I do encourage people, and I hope you guys agree that I do encourage people to watch this. No, you don't, ha- you don't have to watch it in. Do one, not. Yes, you don't have to watch, watch it this in one movie. Set- you don't have to watch it in one setting, but you should check it out. I really do recommend that you watch this movie. If, I disagree. Unless, unless you just really don't like superhero movies, then you definitely shouldn't watch it. Um, if but, you hate yourself, watch this movie. Oh, my God. Are you done? <laughs> Are you done over there? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, watch the Snyder Cut. Um, anything else before we wrap up, guys? I'm trying to think of what else you can do with four hours to watch La La Land twice, oh honestly. 
No, I I agree with Ryan. If if you have the means of saying, you know, even if you don't watch it, like it's split up. It may not be like literally split up to where you can pick episode by episode, but it's split up. If you have the means of doing so, I say watch it just to so you can see what the differences are and what the changes were. Um, Ebony Ma is who I was thinking of. I knew it. Um, so I I think it's at least worth a watch. Well, and no. I want. That's wanna, but see that's cap- the thing though, right? Okay. For this movie to be worth watching, you have to have seen the original. No, right? I don't. I don't agree. With I, don't that. I, think so. I I don't think this movie is worth watching on its own. Well, I I, d- you, I don't I don't think it's worth watching having seen the original. I right? think I, for terms of say for for sake of saying like oh yes it was better obviously you have to see the first one but for someone who never saw the first one to just watch this one yeah and have a better story even though it had to take four hours i could never recommend this movie to anyone i'm sorry i could never recommend the snyder cuts anyone i would never recommend the original one to anyone but i would never tell someone to watch the snyder cut i but you see i don't want to get too far into this argument here but it's like i'm not saying that i'm gonna go out in the streets and say have you seen the snyder cut you need to see it but if someone comes up to me and says hey have you seen the snyder cut do you think i should watch it i'm gonna tell them if you have the time, I say, yeah, watch it. Just check it out just to see. You know, I'm not saying I'm going out there and I'm, and I'm promoting the hell out of it, saying, like, everyone should see this movie. But if someone asks me if they think they, if I think that they should see it, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Sometimes I, people just want to watch things that are culturally popular, and this is popular. That's what I was going to say. Is it, it, even as, like, not as a movie as itself, I know it's not some big crazy thing, but it's, like, in some kind of weird way, this is, like, a little bit of, like, a cultural, like – historical moment you know, yes. you know it's, like, right. it's having a moment it, this is something that has never been done before right exactly. this is like... this is an experiment right it is very much a film experiment and you know what can we do when we've released a movie mm-hmm. it's not good and we have the chance to change it right yeah and i i i, I really hope and i don't think it will but i really hope this does not become you know, I don't think a it norm. Will. No, I, I don't think it will be. It can't, it can't. Um, you know, it's 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 like a um, it's like a video game, like a post game patch, right? They released Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It was shit. You know, they told us, <laughs> hey, we get it a year later, uh, and it would be in the way that they expected to release it. I really hope that doesn't happen with movies, and I, I don't think it will. I think no. this is a once in a you know generation type of thing because there were so many different things leading up yeah. to how the original you know it, it was really kind of a perfect storm kind of thing but I still agree. at the end of the day and i know i disagree with you i know i disagree with you guys i would not recommend the snyder cut i think your points for not recommending are yeah totally i mean it, it's they're very fair points yeah. yeah i'm just saying from my opinion and Joel's opinion that if mm-hmm. somebody asked me about it, I would say, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Um, but I totally get where you're coming from, from that as well. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, this is, it's better, but it's still not great. Yeah. I think we could all agree on that. Yep. Um, so that'll do it for our Snyder cut episode. We hope you got some cool information. Hope maybe if you listen, you could listen to this without seeing it. And if you do, maybe it'll intrigue you to watch it. Maybe you think it sounds so terrible. You want to watch it either way. Let us know what you think. You can check us out on our Instagram at RefundPod. You can join our Discord as well. We'd love to talk to you about the Snyder Cut and everything else we got going on here at the I'd Like a Refund Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us this week, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. 